Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in him. Uh, please enjoy the following message. And if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. My grandparents had a wonderful farm in Lowell Alto, Michigan. A couple hundred acres and the classic cows and things you find on farms, sprawling land and somewhat hilly there in the Lowell area. And as kids, we would play in it, and it was just awesome. And it was an old farm. It was actually built by my grandmother's dad when they came over from Sweden, and uh, they built this farm, and it had his name on the red barn. It was theirs to own property like this, a large amount of property. I mean, there's fewer, you know, it's such a good investment, something to have. It's yours. There's nothing else you can really say uh, that's yours except for property, if you think about it. My grandpa died in 92, 93, a little early, if you will, if you can call. We all die early, by the way. <laughs> Did you know that? And then grandma, maybe about eight years ago. Before that, she was uh, by herself in this farm, and uh, she had uh, four kids, and or three kids, and they all had their lives and their property, and so she had to sell it. But no one's really going to buy it. No one really, they wanted to. They assumed somebody would move into it, but no really, really there's no sense in it. So they end up selling this awesome piece of investments of history. It's gone. And then my grandma ends up going to a nursing home nearby one of her kids. And it's a nice place, but it's really just a couple rooms. And all that she had is reduced to that room or a couple of rooms. And you have to say goodbye some, to some stuff. And they did a yard or not a yard sale, but a estate sale, and a lot left. And then my grandma was on her deathbed, and we got to take her to my aunt's house, and there all the rest of her stuff goes away, and it's just her on a bed. And that's it. Everything that she had, everything that she collected, it was just her on a bed, over her bed across that's everything and then I got to be the pastor and preach at her funeral and it was just her in a box with nothing except for everything the promise of Jesus Christ that she is forgiven and that she will rise again. Paul says, 
Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. My grandmother could lose everything she had, all these awesome things, wonderful things, and we should praise God for those things. But in the end, all of it gone, and it will happen to you too. But she had one thing that can be, never be taken away, the promises of Christ. She had learned that as a child. She hung on to that throughout her age as she had to say goodbye to a, a husband, as she said say goodbye to her dad, as she had to say goodbye to her farm, her family. She knew she could say hello to the resurrection. Paul knows what he's talking about too, who writes these words. Paul brags often in his letters, not just Philippians, but in Galatians, uh, especially in Corinthians. He talks about how, you know, he wasn't talking about material wealth, but Paul says, you know, guys, I myself have reason for confidence in this world. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in this world, I have more. He says, I mean, I was circumcised on the eighth day, right? I'm a child of Abraham, and I did it right. You Gentiles, what do you know, right? I have uh, more than that um, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, the law of the Old Testament to Moses. I was a Pharisee. I kept it perfectly as to zeal. I persecuted the church as the righteousness under the law, doing all the ceremonial things, sacrificing in the temple, keeping things clean and unclean, washing my hands before dinner and all these things I'm supposed to do. I was blameless. Paul was a hero before he met Jesus. He was an overachiever, one might say. Some of you might know what that means. He excelled. Not just in being good, doing all the things you're supposed to do uh, under the ceremonial law of Moses and its many additions by Jesus' day. But he was a hard worker. He was gaining in the ranks of the leadership of Israel. I mean, this guy, if you could say anybody was someone who achieved something in Judaism, it would be, sorry about that, speaking of achieving and excelling and overachieving, we are going to do some of that here at St. James. He was great in every way. And then he met Jesus. Right? He's on his way to Damascus. A light comes and a voice from heaven, and he goes blind. And he meets God. And God, Jesus, gives him everything that he was seeking after. Seeking after righteousness, seeking after to be with God, to live forever. And Jesus just gave it to him for free. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and that day changed his life, and he lost everything at the same time. Because now, as he's here trusting in Christ as his righteousness, that Jesus is his righteousness, and that Jesus just gave it to him, and that in Christ he is in heaven and will live forever, and he is forgiven, and he is righteous without doing a single thing. He was given complete righteousness, perfection in God through Jesus in his baptism. 
But because of that, he was kicked out of his family. He was kicked out of the Sanhedrin, the leadership of Israel. And not only that, as he went preaching this good news, telling others that righteousness is not something you have to earn, but it's something that's given. He was beaten up by his fellow brothers and sisters, thrown out of towns, left for dead. So when Paul says, I consider this all loss, it's all rubbish, all these accumulations, all these awards, all these things I won, all the achievements that I accomplished, it's all junk comparing, compared to knowing Christ. He knows what he's talking about. He's not just being a pastor up here who's had sort of a mediocre middle class life. He lost it all. And yet he says, I rejoice in my sufferings. Why? Because he met Jesus. He met love incarnate. He had everything and he knew if Christ rose again, I will too. I can lose it all. Because I will gain it all. Is that your faith? Is that your faith? Now, it doesn't mean you should need, need to leave here right now and sell everything you have and become a monk. Although, uh, write your check out to St. James. We will receive that. <laughs> we will take it. We, as in you and me and our ministries here. But do we live like people who count everything, if you had to compare it, if you had to compare it to the treasure that we have in Christ, the resurrection from the dead? You will live again because Christ gives it to you. Is there any, can you put money on that? Is there anything that you have that is even close to that? Is there anything you can give your kids that's close to that? Yeah, your kids that you obsess over and want them to go to the greatest schools and spend the money on and get them competitive so they get the greatest job and they can make lots of money. Like me, I like to do that too with my kids. And there's nothing wrong with improving our kids and wanting them to be smart and strong and achieve. But as we live amongst our kids, does it look like the greatest treasure that we have are the promises of Christ? Or do we act and talk as if the greatest treasure we have are things of this world? Does that make sense? And by that, it means being in his word as parents, as people. Not just waiting for Sunday, by the way. But in your daily life with your friends and with your family. Going to God in prayer. Telling your kids every day, Jesus loves you. No matter what happens today, no matter how many losses you might count up today, you have everything in Christ. We want kids to have that, don't we? And our neighbors that, who are overachievers in this area, who strive after everything. I love it. I love working here at St. James in the Lincoln Park area and this congregation because we got some hard workers to get things done. But we also need to be reminded that everything has been done in Jesus. Because one day, the fact is, you and your kids will lose everything. You will be in that box. 
and all of your awards and achievements and degrees and all of the things that you worked hard to get will be taken from you except for that which was given to you for free forgiveness and eternal life in Christ and when you rise again all the achievements of this world you won't even be thinking about them as you will be walking and embracing loved ones forever Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. You've been given that. It's yours. And it's... It's crazy to say, but may the Lord, and he needs to do this sometimes, and maybe some of you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes tough times come, don't they? And God strips us away of things that we once counted on. And that hurts. It could be health. It could be family. It could be the job. But when the Lord does that, and he will do that, by the way. He does that for one reason, so that you may hold tightly to the one thing that cannot be taken away, the promises of Christ. Because Paul knows this Jesus. You see, this Jesus, if you think about it, you know, just, th- just this morning, actually, I'm looking at these words, how Paul's saying, I count everything at loss as loss compared to knowing Christ. And yet Jesus, amazingly, who had everything... He counted everything as loss compared to knowing you. Think about that. Jesus left it, gave it up, threw it away, laid it down on the cross for you. That's how much God loves you. That's how much Jesus obsessed over you. So that when we do fall down and we do fail, and I do definitely chase after other idols... We come today, forgive me, Lord, and he gives us this treasure of body and blood. And he tells you, this is my body, this is my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Because we live under a God who counted everything as loss, even the loss of his son on the cross, so that he may know you and have you and claim you and take you to that glorious day that's coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen up.